Good morning and welcome to another moment in time in the parent empowerment show, basically. Whatever you want to call it. It's January 24th and um, the last fast, fast, you know, forward, we finally got out of the Trump years. But the devastating part about being black in America is the unwillingness to talk about access for your people. <clears throat> I don't get this. I mean, but I, I can tell you that I understand what happened in history over time, how blacks negotiated services for their, their families and their people as if they're something unhuman and they have to negotiate and the other people don't, you know, Asian people don't have to negotiate. Um, Immigrant, white immigrants don't have to negotiate for their services, even though they're immigrants. They don't have to negotiate for their services. I mean, Donald Trump was trying to just get a lot of immigrants out who were here illegally or stayed past time. But I just want to assure you that they don't have the same struggle in America as African-American people. I'm not going to write a lot about what I'm talking about today as the message is not in the the writing because a lot of people just don't want to read it's it's you know it's frustrating and if it's not something you're looking for then hey i'm not a pleasure reader i am however oh i read for investigate you know i want to understand the process so i read for knowledge and that is how i was able to ensure success for my children because my father always told me that I had to understand how the how the game was played so always know the rules and I do understand the rules I'm not going to try to get myself into any jeopardy but this is America and we all know what America represents it represents freedom individualism but undercover. We all witnessed what happened to undercover, didn't we? We all witnessed where people have means, you know, but they wanted to storm the White House. People with means, meaning that they made themselves get there. They had financial resources to come and bring weapons to the Capitol. The mere fact that they brought weapons meant that they thought in their minds somehow that they could change the election because Donald Trump was running around not admitting to his loss. He lost. He lost because he was running around talking about how much he had done for African-Americans and African-American people certainly understood he had done nothing for them. Hell, even his time when he was uh, who wants to be a millionaire, he had um, houses and property that he didn't let black people move in. Okay, he's been sued before. What does that mean? If you if you manage to get to court, that means that you were violating the law. That's all it means. Because courts are for people who want to argue the decisions on merit. But I'm going to I'm just gonna tell you public education is something that you should not have to argue. For the mere fact that the maintenance of efforts should demonstrate that programs are successful or they're not. And choice is everything. But here, 
Here in Nevada, it's a strange animal. I'm trying to understand what public education really is because the data and the single plans for student achievement, you know, the plans that the schools put up don't demonstrate access for all children. That's not something that happens. But then don't worry your pretty little head about that, okay? Because I'm telling you, when I looked at the state's website, the state of Nevada and their 2024 plan, perhaps you should read it too. Because it ain't got nothing that is saying that it's willing to work with black people. Because black people here are disproportionately placed in special education. Black people here in Clark County, Nevada are disproportionately placed in behavioral programs with lack of academic content and established services. I mean, you know, I said established services. Hey, what does that mean? It don't mean nothing. Because if you don't understand that public education just means at the expense of the public, that's all it means. And your rights to it means that you have to understand that they would, you know, let's put this in real context. So you understand what I'm saying. A lion will come down from the hills or mountain lion or something or a bear. And in America, that bear has more rights than that black man that was murdered by law enforcement agencies, by, you know, George Floyd. I don't think we can ever forget what we all witnessed. But when you see them tase or tranquilize a lion, they didn't put seven shots, seven gunshots in the back of the lion, no. And a lion will kill you. I mean, the joke is, Cat Williams, (laughs) he had a joke about them two fools that went to San Francisco and got in the zoo. And they was teasing the lions. Well, (laughs) didn't they know lions eat humans? Apparently they didn't, because that's what happened to one of them. (laughs) And I said, wow, how stupid can you be? But guess what? A lot of people just, what can I say? I don't think they think. I don't think they think at all. Because if people were thinking, and if this truly was an election that was willing to take on America, because, you know, regardless of what we say, everybody has to deal with what we all witness on January 6th. And then we have to look inward at our local communities. And let's pay attention of who's not benefiting, shall we? But if they're not benefiting, what is being done with your tax dollars to support that? Are people just lining their pockets with with federal, state, and county dollars? Because, you know, that's coming from your tax allocations. And saying, screw you. Because just because you didn't, you know, it's really up to you what you're willing to learn. It's really, really up to you what you're willing to research. It's really, really up to you to understand that you are in charge of the roadmap. But if you think that someone's going to bust their behind so you can get a benefit, oh, I don't think so. More than what they have, I know not. The real deal is, is that this is America. And I think in the late 80s, I think it was, that we demonstrated what we would utilize as capital. 
So Microsoft said, hey, bing, bing, bing. You know, bing their, what do you call their browser? Human capital is what they said. And you just became human capital without even understanding the intent behind it. As large corporations and Whirlpool and Procter Gamble and everybody figured that they just move across the border so they didn't have to pay the damn taxes that would support you like you got to pay, right? <laughs> it's a joke. That's all come I'm saying no more. No more because the people on the other side of the dais of the of the Republican, you know, the Republican party over there, <laughs> some of them folks thought that they could just come in the Capitol and seize it and take Democratic leaders either and put them on trial. I mean, they had a lot of mixed up stuff going on over there. But the mere fact is they were able to make it happen. And why? Because there were some of them working in every level of the government. And still working on a divided nation. Hoping that what? I can tell you something. I'm never going back. I would never be a slave. And simply, as you can see, I have a free mind and a free spirit. So, um, I don't think that works, but guess what? What they're trying to do on the internet too? <laughs> okay. Level up, people. Level up. We we are renting and leasing devices to travel on the internet highway, and we don't own nothing because we're not the ultimate administrators, and we don't understand what they can do. I mean, you know, when somebody attacks you about your home or whatever they think that they know and you've never even invited them into your home will understand there's no sacred things happening these days people can turn your camera on without you knowing it on your phone on your cell phone those things have to be dealt with going to get up uh, somebody said get a virtual vpn and put your and i'm gonna work on that cost money and quite frankly, I don't care what they see. What I care is what they attempt to control. And control would be what it, what I'm talking about, simply. I've lived through the days of them shutting my devices down and me not having the ability to recuperate my device or, you know, recapture. I paid for it. But if I, did, if I didn't pay for it and you think that you own it, then hell, pay me. Pay me. That's all I can say. Conversations need to happen. And just as across this nation, the Black Lives Matter movement, whatever it was, it was a movement to say that certain children had no access to certain resources. Yet and still, the only offer of a free and appropriate public education comes from the federal government. And they generously allow states to Provide those level of supports. But if you can't find out in your local community how things and, and the reflection of things that are happening for people who look like you, look like your folks ain't making it. Hmm. And then just to have the boys in blue shoot before questioning. You just lose all your civil rights. That means you don't have a right to a trial by a jury of your peers. Well, that looks like a violation of due process to me, especially when you have so many deaths in your community that are unexplained. But when you just choose to say that, mm, perhaps 
I'm not going to do that because, you know, we can get a, we can just get a waiver. We could just get a waiver. Hey, get a waiver. Get a waiver. Get a waiver. Understand who they're waving. They're waving your rights to become free and independent. They're waving your rights to become self-sufficient. And they're waving your community's rights to become self-sustainable. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, hey, I'm going to tell you, people have mastered this community self-reliance and self-sustainability because Asians and other cultures come here and they really organize around resources that happen for their people and they try to assume and ensure that resources are happening and hell let's not pretend that we have we have people from who are um, educators who are from other countries who are here on permanent visas as probably teaching or whatever but what's going on in their country how do they educate their children in their country because most of those people don't have educational systems in their country. So let's talk about America, okay? My whole entire life, I have witnessed children being denied access to basic skills and basic services simply because they don't have and they lack transition processes that happen you know, in the day, in the year, in the moment. You have to transition step, step, step. And then look in your community and see, we all know that community means that, you know, this is just how it works. This is it. But when you go start looking for resources within your cultural community, perhaps they don't exist. Or perhaps there's a lot of them, but they're all just, you know, like freebies. You come and get it, you know. You can't change anything. You just coming and get the fish. You you can't change anything. I mean that those people are always going to be there handing out the free food, right? Huh. And you're never going to have the ability to understand how you just access and become one of those free food providers. I don't know. Kind of crazy. But I tell you, trials and tribulations are everything in life. And you must first live through something before you have the ability to articulate the process. So don't think that just because they're running around pointing people that they're willing to talk to because they are easier to communicate than you, perhaps, that that person knows anything to share. Because when you go to the table and it doesn't say anything in front of you of what you know about, what will be your conversation? I just like to know. But see, my people, my people are strange people. Because of all the abuses that were here in America and things that you have to understand that you have to move beyond because you don't have any control over that. And you just do have to move beyond that. But when I understand how America really works and how people don't understand that they have to demand the right to the service as people who are providing it just are there and they've had the job for so long and they have never been required to provide a maintenance of effort. They've just been getting that free check. Now, isn't that, what is that, welfare? (laughs) Welfare for them. Harvest for you, baby. Because if your children can't read and write at minimal standards, life just becomes difficult. 
it, I mean, you know, a lot of people would criticize my writing for my punctuation, but hell, I am a product of Sacramento Senior Unified School District. And when I went to college, I went to college for cosmetology, not for academics. And as it stands, I think I'm a pretty damn good writer, but it doesn't really matter about the writing. I have the ability to communicate effectively and you can choose to listen or not. But the real deal is I understand in America, an America where African-Americans have had the highest infant death mortality rate in the city of Sacramento. But then when this pandemic came around nationally, you could see how African-Americans were being excluded from the participation of the civic duties. And, you know, understand how Stacey Abrams was able to engage with the people and try to get them to understand that fear is not something we need to think about. We need to think about our future. So perhaps we all should exercise our voices minimally, locally, minimally, locally. Because those are the people who have a responsibility to investigate the process and implement it. I say investigate the process because every city, state, county, and state operate under the same guidance. Joke or no joke? Yes, we are one nation under God, indivisible when it comes to live verse, right? (laughs) Because we've allowed certain dollars to be allocated for each child. And they didn't figure that out to the penny. Because if you go look in those alternative programs of behavior placement, right down to the penny, you want to call it a scholarship. That's not a scholarship. No, that's an entitlement. In America, you have a right to what is called a free and appropriate public education. And then we must ask ourselves, what the hell is public education, right? If it's not providing you and your people an avenue to sustainable options that you are born in a city, state, or town or county, whatever you want to look at, you know. And then let's look at the maintenance of effort. And then what COVID demonstrated that people have been manipulating federal dollars to ensure that sustainable options were created for all children. See, I don't... I, I really don't have a problem with creating and public schools and building schools in areas where the needs are, but I have a problem when you're not meeting the needs. And before COVID hit, black children were on the bottom across this nation, right there with the special education children. And then we understood that black children were below special education students. So it had come to a point in time where that equitable pupil-centered funding formulas had just been utilized to count bodies and not count maintenance of effort or outcomes, not the work that's being done. But, you know, the conversation should really be around the work that's being done. So preschool, early start, It doesn't really matter in a city that is probably the fifth largest school district in the nation. And 
the conversation has to be with a private organization that is talking about family involvement. And it has to be with a private organization that I'm saying private because they're nonprofits. Those women are sitting in positions of power as volunteers for public services over your people. What is that? I don't know what that is, but I know that I have called those people. And when I talk to people, they say, oh, that's above my pay grade. Perhaps you should talk to somebody else. Who would that Who would that responsible party be? Well, I'm telling you where the book stops. The book stops at the governor. But you can't get to the governor until you can come in a room and everybody can discuss the importance of the maintenance of effort for the public services in which we all are required to participate. Hmm. So, you know, leadership conference, leadership conference, If the Black Caucus can do it with the people who see themselves as knowledgeable in the Senate or in the the Congress caucus, the Black Caucus has been meeting and their meetings are public. Go look at their website. But I'm just trying to say to you who would listen to my podcast, what are you doing? I mean, I talked to this one uh, guy on Facebook and... He's kind of like me and the OCD piece of trying to understand what's happening to our people in this nation. And he said that, you know, a lot of time is given to television, and it is. We waste a lot of time on television. We take breaks there. We take mental breaks. But I have to ask you, what are you doing to ensure that access is happening as we are all paying for public services? that are being provided in our local communities. We pay, we certainly do pay. And I don't care about how much it would be. The mere fact is, is that I can have a conversation about the maintenance of effort with anyone. And I'm just wondering what that is. I wanna know what that looks like because every board meeting should be dealing with student achievement and student outcomes. And they're supposed to be reviewing those placements where they're putting these children and determining the maintenance, the dollars that are spent there, how well it's functioning. Well, I haven't seen not one board meeting when they're actually talking about student achievement. So there don't need to be no board, no education board that's representing areas. If you, the people who live in that area cannot communicate with the representation, that is not, this is not slave anymore. No more. The voice goes with the people, but the people must understand that just because a few of them squeak by because they got some money, (laughs) we all have to deal with every one of us who looks like us. And that's just real. And that ain't happening. Not in the churches, no. And they have church every Sunday here on on the radio, so you don't got to worry about missing no church. And, you know, if your community ain't sowing no seeds, you ain't gonna reap no harvest. And your community can't sow seeds simply. Let's get real. Where has the conversation been across this nation in the black community or the black community? Nope, ain't happening. Mm-mm, nah, nah, ain't happening. Because the leaders who could coordinate that, uh, they've got their own thing going. Somebody gave them a little something and they're doing something with their program bunk everybody else. I see that. I see it. I see it clearly. 
because you know we live in a nation where federal state county and city dollars can go to nonprofit organizations to help them complete the work so you know certain organizations just get all the money to do that work for the community but and that's okay I wouldn't have a problem with it if I could see the benefit but when you've got 15,000 homeless youth living on the street and you have families living in tents and in underground tunnels where the water runs through in the winter and when you don't have the ability to create a real process which would help people develop themselves I have a problem with you because you're getting paid to do that work and I have a problem with you because when I talk to people who are in the position of being paid out of federal allocation, federal dollars, that's their that's their job to understand what is going on. But when your when your bond committee doesn't look at the maintenance effort and who's benefiting and who's not and how well those schools are, I mean how well it, things have been maintained over time and then you're just out building schools and building visions and building schools and building visions and and you know who's that for? Because I don't know, because people have the amount of money they can get grants and stuff and build out an area. Then all of a sudden they need schools because they're planning to put over kids over there. They're planning to put some kids over there in that empty area. And then when you look at the schools that those children have to go to, well, they haven't even thought about that because those children are not being successful. So, I mean, you know, when we talk about how well we do the job, well, let's talk about it in an open, transparent way. Transparency is not something that happens in the state of Nevada. You know why? Because they're doing the wrong thing. I don't I don't agree with this mentality of the harbor, but if you want to do it, that's fine because it has to do with some mentoring process for youth with um, behavioral issues, I guess. But what I will say is the academic support, that piece right there, the district ain't doing no work over there. None. None, none, none. Because anytime you would put a sixth grader in a harbor program, that means the policies allow that to be done. And when are we talking about policies? I'm saying that six-year-old child, I didn't say sixth grader, I meant six-year-old. But that child cannot demonstrate access and the support that they should be getting. So they have some transition issues. But, you know, as a Head Start parent and an Early Start parent, you know, the transition from circle time to work time and wash your hands time and all that, it's it's an activity that happens in the classroom. But some kids don't fit in still. They're over there screaming, hollering, don't want to follow the process. Well, what happens to here is those children get sent to the behavior program away from their school. But I don't think the money follows them. I think the money stays right there in the school where the curriculum support is supposed to come from. And they're not seeming to walk that out the door. It's not going over there. So don't tell me about how you disagree with me if the data don't demonstrate that what you're doing is working. Because that's what we're talking about. The maintenance of effort and child fine and the responsibility of child fine under a state in America. Because those rules never seem to change. They're all the same. No matter what state you go to, no matter where you pop your head in, you can go from state to state to states. And some states are doing work better than other states. 
But guess what? The work is still the work. It never changes. And that's the blessing and the, the wonderfulness about the federal example of federal services. Because the federal government is the one that provides states with the resources to align the curriculum to have a stronger nation. But we all see that we did not have a really strong nation on January 6th. And I'm sorry, Mr. Mitch McConnell, the Republican Party needs to pay. And every state that sends somebody up there that thought that they could take the rights of us away, our rights away, and change the election, need to understand that that is un-American. I said it's un-American. Just totally un-American. Not American at all. I don't even know what that is. That probably is coming from, I don't know. You don't want to have no maintenance of effort. You don't want to have to provide no data. You just want to do the work. And can't we all just get along? No, we can't. We can't get along if you're stepping on my neck. And there's no consequence. No consequences. Well, I'm at the end of my half an hour. So until we meet again, like, subscribe, follow, share, share, share. Because the work has to be done and it can't be done without your voice. So I'm looking to you to stand up for what you know. Please join me in this advocacy fight.